feels kind of weird, but we're gonna do it anyway. I started playing Overwatch 2 uh, a little bit. I try not to play it too much because it's just like Overwatch 1. I'm sure there's much more stuff coming, but it just feels like Overwatch 1 with uh, additional crap. Uh, a little bit, maybe a couple new maps, three new characters. I'm cleaning my glasses. Um, yeah, but Overwatch and games like Overwatch are very interesting. Interesting in that um, they become popular because it's very easy to step in, find a character you like, and start pew-pewing. But to get really good, I mean, like, really good, like metagaming, you have to, you have to know uh, team comps, you have to get really good mechanical skills, you have to know situations. There's a lot to it. I mean, it's a lot. If you watch uh, any of the pros, if you watch Overwatch League, um, Really, any professional e-sport, um, it's not something that you can just jump into and any one of us could just tomorrow jump in and say, hey, like if I was to jump in on an Overwatch League team, that team just lost. Just think about that. Um, the best video game savant in your life on average would get torched by the worst esports team in almost any game. Like you go to a pro a CS:GO player, they're they're wrecking you. It's a wrap. Muggles do not do um, esports unless unless you jump in and you start practicing. And you treat it like a full-time job, right? Like you have to, you have to really put in the hours, put in the work, put in the effort. That goes for fighting games, first-person shooters, team shooters, uh, MOBAs, you name it. You're not playing at a pro level unless you put in the work. And, you know, there have been people that have tried. They run across a pro and they're like, hey, let's 1v1. They get embarrassed. It's it's just what happens. It's just a thing that happens. If you're not familiar, go on YouTube. Look it up. Look up Overwatch games where one pro plays six bronze players. It's really bad. And it's nothing against the, the other players. It's just there's that much of a skill gap. And there's that much more you can learn about a game to become professional at it. It's not just, ooh, I have really good reaction time. It's knowing situations, being able to have cooldowns, developing muscle memory, etc., etc., etc. It takes a lot of work. So, I say that to kind of get you in the mindset um, of thinking about what I just witnessed over the past, I want to say week, because I was late to it. I was really late to watching this uh, uh, Daryl Brooks, although he refuses to be acknowledged by that name, Teehee. 
trial. And um, I think the, the verdict was right. I, I don't think you'll find many people who disagree with that. The sentence, once it's carried out or once it's uh, decided on, that's going to be correct. You know? But the method felt kind of icky. And uh, um, I think that's what we're going to talk about today. The method for it felt kind of weird. Um, I know a lot of that had to do with Daryl Brooks himself. He, he, he pretty much created that scenario. He was the, uh, you know, uh, dude who is uh, doing a paper route that suddenly decided to get in a ring with Floyd Mayweather Jr. in his prime. It's, it's, it just, it really did feel weird though. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome to the end of a species podcast. It's kind of a new feel. Um, it's going to be an evolving feel because things change. And so Today, I'm going to talk about this Daryl Brooks trial and really on a bigger, I guess on a bigger tip, what it must feel like to be um, swayed, is it? I don't know if it's swayed is the right word. Um, Seduced? Convinced by sovereign citizen stuff. Convinced that... There's magic words somewhere in jurisprudence. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but I have a working knowledge of stuff. I would never, in a quadrillion years, in a millennia, I would never represent myself, even if I passed the bar. But sovereign citizens are under the impression that their mental gymnastics and how they read a um, law book or a law dictionary, which doesn't have force of law or whatever, um, that that is the thing. That's the thing that, that runs everything. And if they just happen to say the right number of words in the right order, then here we go. We win. Not guilty all charges thrown out, judge off the bench, in handcuffs, etc. And, you know, I've followed sovereign citizen cases. It's one of my many guilty pleasures of videos on YouTube that I watch. And I follow them when they are traffic cases. When they are traffic cases, it's funny, right? Um... To see a police officer go up to somebody who doesn't have plates on their car and say, hey, pull over, blah, blah, blah. And you'll see a couple of videos where the uh, the window gets bashed in. Ha ha. Or a taser comes out. He he. And that's like, you know, a momentary um, discomfort, I guess, for that person. And... If you keep following, then you'll see them go to court and some of them will say how they don't want to go across the bar and enter the court because jurisdiction and blah, blah, blah. Ha ha ha. 
and you'll see a person who's a judge in a traffic court who doesn't have time for this nonsense, mind you, is probably looking at a hundred of these cases a day and just says, all right, well then sit down and shut up. I don't care because they don't, they don't care. So that's what makes it kind of funny is that this person has read thousands of books and thinks they don't need a license. And they go to court, boom, bap, beep, bap, boom. And they look foolish and we laugh because it's funny. But now, now we have this guy who has a long rap sheet. He ticks off all the boxes. Click, 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 click. Rap sheet, check. Domestic violence, check. Lots of kids, check. Arrogant, ego, the whole bit, check. Sovereign citizen, check. Killed a bunch of people. Is on trial for killing a bunch of people. And although, I mean, it starts to become a little annoying. I mean, very annoying watching this guy. Part of your stomach has to, like, if you really think about it, the fact that he, hey, I want to represent myself. Okay, wait a minute. You want to represent yourself. Okay, cool. Look up that clip. Look up the Daryl Brooks wants to represent himself. I don't know that the right or wrong thing was done in this case, but it does feel kind of weird when you have someone says that says, I want to represent myself pro per. God bless judge, uh, the judge here, Judge Doro. What do you? What does that mean to you? She says. And he says it means, I want to exercise my right to represent myself as a sovereign citizen, which really doesn't mean anything. You know that. I know that. The judge knows that. The lawyers he's firing knows know that. They probably told him that. Right? They let him know, like, hey man, that doesn't that doesn't mean squat. Representing yourself as a sovereign citizen isn't a thing. Representing yourself is a thing. I mean, you represent yourself and God bless you if you if you're a Jesuit, Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, whatever. That's, it's just representing yourself. Sovereign citizen doesn't add anything to it, change anything. And then to say, oh, pro per, not pro se. It's pretty much the same. So you, so you don't know that part. And then you go through this whole trial where I've seen lawyers who know a lot more than me say that a lot of the arguments that he put forward were gobbledygook. So that's the part to me, and I'm just spitballing here. I'm not really saying that anything is wrong, really. It just feels weird. I think the, the way I described it to a couple of people is like, you know Usain Bolt is going to win. You don't have to hand him a Ferrari. Like, I'm pretty sure, about 98% sure, that if Daryl Brooks had 
adequate representation. He, we're still here today. Maybe a couple days sooner. Maybe with a few less clickbait soundbite videos out there. But we're still in the same spot. Guilty. You take your car, you run it into a parade, you kill people. You're going to get found guilty. Um, but then I start like looking through a couple of things and I found a video where he's talking about, it's an older video and it's the same person talking about how he was addicted to crystal meth. I don't know what that does to your brain. I have no idea. No clue. I don't know what got him into crystal meth, but. It feels weird that we haven't explored, like, really explored that, right? Does it matter? I, I don't, I, it, it probably doesn't. Um, in his closing statement, he made a mention of a recall on a car that makes your car lunge forward. Now, if this was a recall on, say, I'm going to do rough math. Like, say it was a 10,000 cars. It's a, that's a small one. Maybe 100,000. 100,000 cars. And a few people don't get the memo. But only this guy's car ran into a parade during Christmas as he's trying to leave the scene of another crime he committed. Allegedly. Is it allegedly? I don't even know. Was he tried for the... Uh, for the domestic violence part, or is that the part that's one town over? Regardless, it's just him. So maybe that's the same scenario, but it didn't go into the trial. And you know why? Because this, this dude doesn't know how to put that in. He doesn't know how to introduce it as evidence. He doesn't know how to, uh, I mean, he's, he's being held, so he doesn't really have the resources to go out and get an expert to say, yeah, you know what? On this particular car, ABC, and then, then, then we have a different laugh when the prosecutor destroys the expert on cross. That's a good laugh, right? We all saw the um, what was it? Was the uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial? There were some experts there that got kind of made fun of. That's that's a different kind of funny. You signed up for that, right? But. But this is a little different. This is um, this is a guy who, for whatever reason, maybe he read it somewhere. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't, it doesn't really matter. Like that's his choice, and he made his bed, so he should lie in it. But it does feel like Usain Bolt wins the race with a Ferrari. I mean, what did he call one witness? And it was a nothing, right? He almost didn't get to put on a closing because he doesn't know how to behave in court. He, as the jury's coming out, he's arguing like, ooh, the taboo jury nullification thing. Like, that's insane. Is it? I don't even like, we, we, you know, I don't even like that word, insane, crazy, whatever. He had an insanity defense. He pulled back. Um, I tend to wonder, at what point is there a point, it doesn't matter, that the government should step in and say, listen, man, 
why don't you sit this one out? Let your lawyer do the talking. You don't know what you're doing. You know, is it a point that we're watching a person like throw their life away on purpose? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he was onto something and he just didn't do it right. That's not likely. It really does seem like, you know, you got a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Doesn't know how to form questions. Doesn't know which ones are the proper questions. Objects to everything, even though an object and and when an objection is sustained or overruled. Argues with the judge. Doesn't know what contempt is. Doesn't know any of the court rules. Nothing. And nor should he. He never went to law school. Like some of us know enough law to get us through my cousin Vinny or to watch Jack McCoy on Law and Order. Or maybe we've been to court a few times or maybe we watch some of the uh, the popular shows uh, or popular channels on YouTube. Right. Maybe we've learned something from Emily D. Baker or uh Law Talk with Mike or one of those shows, right? Maybe. But that doesn't mean any one of us can walk into a courtroom with no license, no training, no nothing, and know what to do in a littering trial, much less, you know, this homicide business that we've got this guy going into. So it feels weird. It does. It feels weird. Um, it feels weird because everybody deserves a defense. How good that defense is, who knows? Who knows? Like, I'll, I'm recording this not long after Daryl Brooks's first sentencing pre-sentencing hearing so at this point in time where I'm standing he's already been found guilty he has not been sentenced yet and he went I counted 11 minutes into his hearing before he got kicked out of the courtroom again ha ha because he doesn't know to keep his mouth shut he he it's hilarious but he did kill six people. So do we feel bad about that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know I don't want him out on the street. I know I don't want him to be like not in jail, but Usain Bolt in a Ferrari even though it looks like he handed Usain Bolt the Ferrari. I don't know. It feels weird. Killed six people, injured a whole bunch, ruined a Christmas parade. Gasp. Yuck. Gave a closing argument where he blamed God. Weird. That's not going to earn you any points over here, buddy. But represented himself. 
argued subject matter jurisdiction. You know, look it up. It's not a an argument that brought it up a whole bunch of times. Kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. Don't do that. Mm-mm. At some points, he was reading off of a paper. And um, the first time I saw him do it, I joked with one of my coworkers and said, oh, he's reading from his Google University syllabus. Because that's what it seemed like. He was reading his objection script. Which ultimately is going to mean nothing. I mean, I guess, on the other hand, if we have people out there that are undesirables, ooh, that would be some 4D chess, right? Infiltrate those people and teach them the sovereign citizen script in court. Even tell them, like, hey, you know why it didn't work for Daryl Brooks? Because he missed a few words. And then just get the ones that we don't like to go into court and defend themselves on a murder rap with that nonsense. That'll teach them. I don't know. It feels weird. It, it does. Um, I'm glad he's guilty. Um, I'm hoping because that's the the uh, the ultimate win in a story like this, like the the put it wrap it together in a bow, is when the villain realizes that they've lost. I didn't get a lot of that today. I got a little bit of it when they were reading the verdict. Head and hands. Kind of like that whole realization that, oh, shoot. The jig is up. I'm screwed. Guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. Times 76. But um, maybe that's the thing. It's just entertaining to watch a, a person... Who is that? I'm even uncomfortable saying narcissistic, even though that's what it feels like. Woe is me. That egotistical, arrogant, rude. Right? But also erratic. Sometimes really rageful, and then other times like, Oh, please, judge, can I have some of this, please? If it pleases. Um, But it's good to see that villain, that same villain that annoyed us, like, how is he getting away with talking to the judge like that? Get to the end and all of a sudden realize, oh, I lost. Holy crap. It's not going to happen for me. Hmm. I don't know. Um, it uh, It is a thing that I've been thinking about this whole week. Um, sporadically, not consistently. But I say sporadically and not consistently only from the point of view that um, I think about, you know, people in my family or people in my inner circle. And if one of them was involved in that kind of situation, how, how hard would I full Nelson that person and convince them to get a lawyer. You know? What if it was your family member? Hopefully you never have to go through being the family member of a person who in front of a a hundred cameras did something 
that heinous. But if it was your family member, would you say throw yourself on the mercy of the court? Or would you say, hey, call Johnny Cochran? Which one would you do? Um, you know, I suppose if it's a family member that's pushed everybody away and nobody likes them anymore, maybe it's a different decision and you don't. I don't know. But what if it was your brother? What if it was one of your parents? Say one of your parents, elderly, I don't know, fell asleep at the wheel and the same thing happened. Maybe it wasn't a parade. Maybe it was a soccer game. They just went through the fence. Right? And there's no defense to say, huh, there's no defense to say the fence was defenseless. Maybe, I don't know. They were misdiagnosed with something and given a, a drug that put them to sleep. But they want to defend themselves. Oh, that, that evidence isn't going in. What would you say to them? Would you say, hey, buddy, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you're saying. You're getting yourself a lawyer, player. Maybe the fence wasn't kept up and it would have stopped the car or slowed it down. Right. That's not going in if you're defending yourself. You don't know how to get that into evidence. It's just not happening. Not a thing. You know. So, I mean. Again, I suppose it would be different if you're uh, if your family member or friend or whatever was as arrogant or problematic or addled as a uh, Daryl Brooks. If Daryl Brooks was your cousin, would you tell him to get his get a lawyer? Would you force him to if he was your, I don't know, your uncle? I guess if he was your dad and he had beat up your mom, you'd be like, ah, whatever. He gets what he gets. But um, it's just a thought I had. Uh, I figured I'd talk about it for a little bit to bring the podcast back into motion. Um, Think about it. Tell me what you think. Like, I think we're all in agreement that he's going to end up where he deserves to be. And that's a good thing. We're happy about that. Yay. But do you feel the same way in that, like, it feels a little weird that a person just went through a whole trial in front of us in this, in this, the internet era, the era of social media, very publicized, people, uh, lawyers and non-lawyers alike doing reactions at the end, play-by-plays, as if it was the NBA finals or the World Series, the Super Bowl, Monday morning quarterbacking and everything. Does it feel weird to you? Does it not feel weird because of who it is? Would it still feel weird if it was somebody else? What do you think? Let's talk about it. Um, Give me a shout. 
go to endofaspecies.com. If I feel so inclined, I may write a story in the uh, in the op-ed about it, or somebody will, maybe. But if not, you know, uh, shoot me a line on Twitter at Zeus and Jeff. Drop me a, a comment. Um, maybe on the tweet that I have about this episode. Let me know. Let me know. Am I off base here? That it feels weird. It's this. It's this odd uh, obsession that we have. Um. Or do you agree? Good talk. Um, I'm establishing a schedule for end of a species. Not just the podcast, but also additional uh, forms of bringing you not just my thoughts, but the whole team's thoughts. We're doing uh, YouTube. We have plans for live streams and whatnot. Um, But... Let's, for now, plan on getting one of these out a week. If I can, great, and I'll be happy, and we'll continue from there. But if you're listening to this and you're subscribed from back when, thank you for sticking around and uh, waiting for another episode. If you're listening to this and you're not, please come on, subscribe, join the family. Um, and if you want to talk about this further, you know how to get at me. I'll catch you guys next time.